The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. I predicted it all along. I said it is just a matter of time before the enemies of pleasure, the food police, go after your beloved meat, your beloved steaks, your beloved grilling items, and I am right once again. But I will get to that in just a few moments. But, lieutenants... I'm still getting wonderful feedback, great comments on my new barbecue standard operating procedures policy, which took effect August 13th, 2016, a couple of weeks ago. And if you have not checked it out, I highly suggest that right now you go to CigarDave.com and check it out. Guaranteed, you'll find it most informative and rather amusing. And I'm sure the missus or your harem will find it just as enjoyable do not let them get in the way of your barbecue maneuvers. Long ash greetings and salutations. A long ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center. Command center alpha humidor 1A and a clandestine location somewhere on the North American continent. I may not divulge anything more than that, but suffice it to say I'm keeping in touch with what is going on in the world. And I should say a very huge day tomorrow. Huge day. You know, we hear about all these contrived holidays. National Donut Day, National Have an Apple Day, National Throw a Steak on the Grill Day. Every time you look around, there's some sort of national national day of this or that. Well, tomorrow is a very important day. This could be the best one of them all. For tomorrow, Sunday, August 28th, it is Go Topless Day. I can't find any fault with that holiday. In fact, that could be the finest holiday that has been created thus far on these fictional holidays that have been created. It always falls on the Sunday closest to Women's Equality Day. And tomorrow, people in cities, women in cities around the world, are invited to stand up for women's rights to go topless. In fact, there's even a website, gotopless.org, where they have a boob map. They're called boobs, Ed. A boob map where you can actually... Find if there are topless events going on in your area. In fact, I think we'll, I know we'll put a link on that because that is extremely important tomorrow. And I think we should all celebrate because, as I say, let the puppies breathe. So tomorrow is Go Topless Day, and I will do my part to see if I can find a Go Topless rally and lend my. I'm, a, I'm an equal opportunity boob lover. Absolutely. I, I always said I never met a big boob I didn't love. So tomorrow on Go Topless Day, we will celebrate appropriately. All right. I said to you, 
that it is just a matter of time before the enemies of pleasure, the food police, the thought police, go after your beloved steak. I said they were going after our cigars. They're going after our libations. And I said, mark my words, it is just a matter of time until they go after our beloved steaks. Now, earlier this week, I made two magnificent two-plus-pound tomahawk ribeye chops on the grill. In fact, we'll post pictures of these. The tomahawk ribeye that we featured on many times on this show and at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water, we got great pictures of Butcher Dave with about 12 of these beautiful tomahawks in a nice crisscross pattern. Absolutely delicious, delectable. I think we sold about, uh, I want to think, we think we sold about 50 or 60 pounds of tomahawk chops at the Alpha Pleasure Fest in Buffalo back on August 13th, a couple of weeks ago. But I ended up snagging a couple of those, and I put those on the grill. And I can tell you, using the grill grates, there's this product called grill grates, so far better than what you use on your grill the grates that come with your grill. This allows the meat to properly sear. It gets in nice and juicy. And by varying the temperature of the grill, it allows you to create the amount of char on the side of the steak you desire. I like a Pittsburgh-style char. I like it medium, medium rare on the inside with a Pittsburgh-style char on the outside. So you turn it to high. You get the grill to about 600, 650 degrees. But what happens is because these grill grates get so hot, an additional 100 degrees at the surface of those grill grates. So you get that nice steakhouse-style finished steak. And I'm going to tell you, I've been to all the best steakhouses. Del Frisco. I've been to Morton's. Been to the Palm. Been to, been to you name it. Uh, everywhere, uh, Bones in Atlanta, one of my favorites. Peter Luger's in, in Brooklyn. But I'll tell you, nothing makes a better steak than when you do it at home on the grill grates. And all I did is, for Colonel Ange, a little bit of kosher salt, some pepper, let the steak stand for about six, eight hours, get to room temperature. It only took me about 10 minutes on one side, about five minutes on the other side. Unbelievable. Phenomenal. So the enemies of pleasure are not going to interfere or get in the way of me, or you for that matter, enjoying our steaks, our quality dead cattle products. Not going to happen. Well, the United Nations, the International Research Panel, their IRP, has another idea. They have come out with a proposal now with a statement saying that they should tax meat until it's too expensive to eat. Now, I find it amazing. Every time we look around, we see some supposed governmental body, an unelected group of people, by the way, that raise their hands and say that because of climate change, we need to stop people from doing this or eating this. We need to stop people from consuming sugary sodas. We need to stop people from enjoying steaks. We need to stop people from enjoying cigars. Every time you look around, unelected bureaucrats and these United Nations councils and groups they have all over the world, they're accountable to no one. So who the hell are they to tell us here in the United States how we're going to live our lives? And what they're saying on this is that livestock creates 14.5% of the greenhouse gas emissions that contribute to climate change. I was just thinking about this. How long have cows and cattle steers been around this this world? Probably a lot longer before man. 
probably millions of years before man. And yet, they survived, they lived, and they emitted greenhouse gases. And the planet was just fine. So now we have this United Nations International Research Panel saying, we need to save the environment, prevent global warming. And now all of the harmful effects on the environment and on health must be priced into food products. What's their answer for everything, for all these enemy of pleasure groups? Tax it. Tax it. Tax soda. Tax cigars. Tax your steaks. Tax your hot dogs. Tax your buffalo wings. Tax it all. But here's what they're saying. Rather than taxing the meat at the retail level, meaning at the supermarket, they're recommending taxing it at the wholesale level because they say it's a better it's better to price the, the meats, tax the meats earlier in the supply chain. What they really want to do is be able to hide that tax to you, the consumer. Rachel Premack, a columnist for the Washington Post Wang blog, said the evidence is accumulating that meat, particularly red meat, is just a disaster for the environment. Agriculture today accounts for one-third of global greenhouse gas emissions that promotes global warming. And half of those agricultural emissions come from livestock. And she goes on to say that agriculture consumes 80% of the water in the United States, most of that being meat. Apparently, she's forgotten about crops like lettuce and tomatoes and other vegetables which require irrigation and water. But again, what do they do? They want to pick a target. They want to freeze it, they want to isolate it, and they want to make a big crisis around it. Now, in Denmark, they are considering a recommendation from their ethics council that all red meat should be taxed. In May, the council argued that Danes were ethically obliged to reduce their consumption to curb greenhouse gas emissions. Now, again, this global warming, this climate change, we've only been keeping... Weather facts, weather statistics, I think, what, 130 years, 120 years, something like that. Not very long. I think since the late 1800s. But the Earth has been around for billions of years. So 130 or 140 years is a very small sample size to say that we know for a fact that man and cows, because of their, their emissions, are causing greenhouse gases, gases, thus leading to climate change or global warming. It is a load of bunk. But what happens when you scream up and down loud enough and you keep telling people over and over, what happens? People start believing it. People start believing it. We see it all the time. In fact, we're seeing that with felon Hillary Rodham Clinton. What has she done this week? Change the subject. Try to go after Donald Trump. Instead of the fact that she has now, or the FBI has discovered 15,000 more emails that she said she turned everything over. Everything over. Undersworn testimony, she said, I've turned everything work-related over, 30,000 emails. But now they found 15,000 more emails. But again, what do they do, the Democrats and the enemies of pleasure? They change the subject. And they're doing the same thing with meat now. They're pointing their fingers saying, we have to get rid of meat. We have to turn everybody into vegans. Why? Because of emissions that cause global warming and climate change. I'm sorry. You are not going to put your paws on the hands of my quality steak and quality beef products. You will not come near my 150,000 BTU grill. You will not come near my smokers. You enemies of pleasure will not get near my grill grates or my grilling tongs. And I know that all of you think the exact same thing. 
But mark my words, I have said this over and over again. Starts with your cigars, goes to soda. Now it's coming to meet your steaks, what you eat at the dining table, and then it is going to go to your coffee cup. Guaranteed, because they're going to say caffeine is a drug. Caffeine is addictive. We have to eliminate that. We're creating a nation of drug addicts because they're going to Starbucks and Tim Hortons and Dunkin' Donuts and getting their Maxwell House. We must save the planet. And the only way to do that is to go after every single food product that people consume and enjoy. Not going to happen. I sound like Donald Trump. Not going to happen. Believe me. Believe me. Not going to happen. So, lieutenants... This weekend, and as we get ready for Labor Day weekend, I want you to buy quality meat products, whether it is from a hog, whether it's from a cow, whether it is from any other living animal. And I want you to get ready to marinate those meat products, and I want you to put those on a nice hot grill or smoker and enjoy it. And as you take every bite, I want you to repeat after me, screw the enemies of pleasure. Screw the enemies of pleasure. We will enjoy ourselves. We are adults. We can make up our own minds. Now, later on in the show, second hour, we'll be joined by our good friend, fellow cigar connoisseur and alpha, Lee Corso. Analyst extraordinaire of ESPN, we will be conducting our annual college football preview. I can't wait. In fact, last night, first game kicked off. Didn't get a chance to see it. However, Next week is when all the action really begins. Some great games. We'll go over the season with Lee Corso. We will uh, conduct our National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony. Much more to get to. And he's talking about food. I've got a story that I've got to share with you. There is an iconic restaurant chain. There's only two of these restaurants left, and one of them is going bye-bye. It is sad indeed. We'll tell you about that as we continue front and center. I'm America's Alpha Male. Screw the enemies of pleasure, and long live the alphas. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner... Or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. 
$22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Like a mighty oak, standing in the face of gale force winds of political correctness, it's the General Cigar Dave. Formerly America's Alpha Male, now known as the Global Alpha Male, the Global General Front and Center. Got this email from one of our lieutenants regarding Cuban cigars, and I am always overwhelmed with people saying, I got this Cuban cigar, I got that, I just brought this back, they're great, phenomenal. All right. Well, I get this email, and I want to share this with you. He says, General, I bought these three cigars for a friend when I was in Montreal at $52.80 per stick. Now, that's Canadian, but with tax in U.S. dollars, it still came to $44.73 each, so almost 45 bucks for a cigar. My friend let me smoke one last night. Let me tell you, there are at least 100 different cigars I smoke or have, ha- or have smoked that are as good or better than this Cuban cigar. This cigar was worth $6 tops. People need to get over the mystique of Cuba and Cuban cigars. Well, I cannot agree more. And I'm trying to read out it. it uh, tough to read exactly. He put a copy of the slip, but it's tough to see what the cigar was. But nonetheless, when you're spending $45 a cigar, you expect absolute perfection. Now, you take any Padron cigar, you take any of their family reserve, you take the brand new uh, Padron 90, which I think has a suggested retail of $25 or $30. I will put that next to any Cuban cigar. You name the cigar. I'll put, I will put the regular Padron series at $6 or $7 next to any Cuban cigar that will run you $15, $20, $30, $40, $50. $50. And I've said this over and over again. The Cuban mystique was from the 50s. 
Cuba did make the best cigars in the 50s. And then what happened after the embargo, all the Cuban cig- and, and the cigar industry was nationalized by Fidel Castro in the late 50s. All the knowledge, all those Cuban cigar makers left. They went to the Canary Islands. They went to Jamaica. And then ultimately to the Dominican Republic and Honduras and Nicaragua. And I do say, Cubans do make the best cigars, just not the Cubans that are in Cuba. So if you want to try Cuban cigar, I say go ahead. Absolutely, give it a try. But be prepared to pay big dollars and be prepared to be disappointed. Now this is a classic. Talking about coffee a few minutes ago. As many of you know, not only am I, I think, up to date on alpha male related maneuvers, I think I'm a well-versed individual. I read many papers. So if Katie Couric ever asked me what papers I read, I could give her a list of about seven right off the top. But I always start every morning with the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal without any question. And I always like to watch the business networks, Fox Business or CNBC. And during earnings season, which just ended, where all the publicly traded companies released their earnings, I caught this interesting quote from the Starbucks CEO, Howard Schultz. During an interview, he was talking about how their per-store sales had gone down. And, of course, whenever you get a CEO, they'll never say, you know, due to our decision-making or due to poor execution, we didn't hit our numbers. It's always forces external to what we can control. It's always due to forces that were were in the growing regions or due to weather. They'll never say, I as CEO or our management team made a mistake. So this is a classic when I saw this. Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz blamed social and political turmoil uh, during the current election in the United States and saying that it is creating a challenging operating environment for the world's largest coffee chain. He couldn't say that those issues were causing Americans to make fewer stops at their local Starbucks, but on the earnings conference call, he cited anxiety stemming from the U.S. presidential campaign, domestic racial tensions, and terror attacks. Let me ask you, how many people that want to grab a coffee in the morning Say, you know, I think I'm not going to go to Starbucks or to Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's this morning to grab my cup of joe because I'm really concerned and have a lot of anxiety about the upcoming presidential election. Would you like to know how many? Zero. A typical example of a public CEO, cup CEO of a public company blaming everything else except themselves. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Rocky Patel Hamlet Tabacero. These sticks were developed and blended by the Cuban master of tobacco, Hamlet Paredes. Tabacero features a robust San Andreas wrapper with filler from Nicaragua and binders from Brazil and Mexico. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get these premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, 
It's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I have just selected a cigar from Alec Bradley, Alan Rubin, and uh, Ralph Montero, George Sosa, longtime friends. And every time I go visit, they always hand me something to enjoy, something new. And this is not so new, relatively in the last couple of years, the Alec Bradley, the lineage. Now, Alec Bradley was founded in 1996, named after Alan Rubin's two sons, Alec and Bradley. So lineage is the latest addition to their family series, their family blend. It is a nice medium-bodied cigar, nice Cuban pigtail finish on the top, beautiful Honduran troje wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan and Honduran filler. It's a nice medium-flavored cigar, nice dark wrapper. Comes in six sizes, including some relatively large sizes. The Gordo, which is a 6x60 Magnum, which is what I will enjoy today. A 665, which is 6.5 inches in length with a 65 ring gauge. So that's just over an inch in diameter because ring gauge is expressed as 60 fourths of an inch. So... A ring gauge with a 64, a cigar with a 64 ring gauge would be exactly one inch, 64, 64, seven inch. So the 65 ring gauge on the 665, a hair over an inch. And then they have the 770, seven inch length cigar with a 70 ring gauge. That is monstrous. That is huge. A little bit too large for my taste. So I will go with the Magnum size, the Gordo. Six inches in length, 60 ring gauge. Again, comes in six different sizes. It is indeed a delightful cigar. It's going to be in the eight, uh, eight and a half, nine dollar price range. Very nice stick. The Alec Bradley, the lineage. My selection of choice today. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Well, I still have some accoutrements from the Alpha Pleasure Fest that uh, Nimish. Desai and Nish Patel and Hamlet Paredes brought, and they handed to me. One is a new, I call this like a butterfly. It almost looks like a bat that opens up uh, this type of cutter. It's a double-edged cutter, but you can only hit it one time, and then you hit a button and it releases, so I will use that. 
And uh, looks like uh, that could accommodate about a 70 ring, no problem. As we've seen the last number of years with cigars getting larger, so too have the cutting instruments, the guillotines, single and double-edged guillotines to accommodate these larger ring-gauge diameter cigars. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, let's see. I got one, two, three, five flames on this Rocky Patel tabletop lighter. It's a cylindrical lighter, and on the bottom, I didn't realize it actually got a little cigar piercer, a bullet cut on the very bottom. That will do nicely as well. Big, solid, silver, chrome type of finish, and that's what I will use today. Let me open that up. Magnificent. This flame jumps about three inches. Fantastic. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut using this Rocky Patel bat-like double-edged guillotine here. Let me toast the foot of this cigar. Let me flip this Rocky Patel gigantic cylindrical light. Ooh, listen to that. That is nice. Let me toast the foot of this cigar. Hmm. Very nice. Now I'll puff and rotate. Taking my time here. No rush. No rush. This is part of the ceremony. Or as they say in the South, the ceremony. As we puff and rotate, we take our time savoring every single puff. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Mm. Blow on the foot of the cigar. Perfectly lit. So my Alec Bradley family blend, the Lineage Gordo-sized cigar is fully lit. Now I need something to accompany it. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, I'm going to go with an old classic. The old gin and tonic. Colonel Ange loves the gin and tonic. So too does Mick the Brit. But I'm going to put a special twist on it because while out and about shopping for some gin, I found a new line from Bombay. They're Bombay Sapphire East. Not Jade East as in the Cologne or High Karate, but just Bam Bombay Sapphire East. Now this is a little bit different than the regular Bombay Sapphire. The Bombay Sapphire East was introduced in September of 2011, five years ago, only in two markets, New York and Las Vegas. Now, in addition to the botanicals that are in the original Bombay Sapphire, it has two additional botanicals, lemongrass and black peppercorns, in addition to the original 10 botanicals. Bottled at 42% alcohol by volume, so it's 84 proof. This Bombay Sapphire East was designed to counteract the sweetness of American tonic water. Because sometimes when you use uh, American tonic, it can be a little bit sweet. So people wanted a little bit more kick to their gin. So it was initially released five years ago to test markets. Now it is available throughout the country. And not that expensive, I think probably in the $30, $35 category. It wasn't uh, overly priced, but just a beautiful looking bottle. Again, that Bombay Sapphire blue bottle, and it has the East on the bottom, slightly different, uh, different label. But aside from that, the bottle looks pretty much the same, and it shows on the side of the bottle all the different 
Botanicals. It's got juniper berries, grains of paradise, lemon peel, collard berries, coriander, cassia bark. It's got angelica, which is a root, almonds, licorice. What else does it have here? It's got, uh, I can't read the last one, orris. And then it's got the lemongrass and the black peppercorns. So I'll give this a try today with some good old-fashioned tonic water. So, without any further delay, first I've got the rocks that are already in my short glass. Now, before I put any of the tonic in there, let's just take a sip of the Bombay Sapphire, shall we? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Definitely can hit feel the peppercorns on the way down. No question about it. This Bombay Sapphire East has a little bit more body, a little bit more personality, a little bit more kick on the back of the throat on the way down. Let me take another sip here. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely get that lemongrass as well. Very unique. So let me pour a little bit more in here. All right, and we can be generous with the gin. We don't need to be stingy. Let me take my tonic water here. We'll open that up. We'll pour that in. Not using a shot glass. It's all just done without any specific measurements. We don't need any measurements. Let me swirl that around. Let me say cheers. Well, that didn't sound so great. Let's try this. Nope. Not so good. Let's see if this works better as we clank. Okay, not so great. Oh, that's nice. Again, the nice thing about the gin and tonic, it's refreshing. It is not uh, like you're drinking a very hard whiskey or a scotch that has a lot of oakiness and a lot of smokiness. This is very, very, very nice. The gin, the botanicals that are on here, extremely pleasant. And with his Bombay Sapphire East, definitely get a little bit more of that kick with those black peppercorns and the lemongrass botanicals that are infused into the gin. Take another sip. Hmm. Take a puff. Artataya. This is a great combination. Absolutely spectacular. All right, lieutenants. My cigar is lit. I've got my libation. It is uh, winding down summer here. Still hot in many parts of the country, so this is a nice refreshing way, a nice cigar and a nice libation. When we come back, I want to tell you about two stories that were in one was in the Wall Street Journal, the other that was in Forbes about cigars and FDA regulation. Couldn't get to it uh, during the Alpha Pleasure Fest because we had a ton going on, but I want to get to it. One was a front-page story in the Wall Street Journal. The other was written by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine and Forbes.com, and we will share that with you. There is no question. We are under attack as Alphas. Our cigars, now our steaks, it's going to be our libations, our sodas, our snacks. We are under attack. More importantly, freedom. 
and freedom of choice is under attack. And we will continue front and center. Second hour, we'll be joined by the great Lee Corso of ESPN's College Football Game Day. It is our College Football 2016 preview. We always have a great time with Lee, fellow cigar connoisseur. We'll share the entire hour with him, and I'm sure we will have some great uh, laughs and great conversation talking about college football. One of my favorite times of the year. Can't wait. we got college football. Got the National the National Football League around the corner. The weather's going to start to cool down a little bit. Life is good. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Like a wolf feasting on a sheep's carcass, the general viciously shreds the enemies of pleasure and licks his blood-soaked chops with the taste of victory. Is there any other taste beside victory? 
I don't know of any other taste. I certainly don't like the taste of losing. I prefer victory, as do all alphas. Wall Street Journal and Forbes, a couple of weeks ago. First story from the Wall Street Journal, August 12th. It was actually the day before the Alpha Pleasure Fest. I could not get to this front page of the Wall Street Journal. Headline, give that man a cigar, but quick before the regulations kick in. To dodge regulation, producers rolled out hundreds of new smokes. The article starts off saying, making a luxury cigar takes time. The period from planting to puffing can span at least four years and about 400 people. Seeds must be selected, plants grown, tobacco cured, and leaves twisted by hand with an eye toward producing hour-long smokes rich in flavors of pepper, cedar, or dark chocolate. Or that's how it used to be. Premium cigar makers racing to pump out new brands before stricter rules took effect this week have flooded the market with hundreds of new smokes, some a bit green, with rough labels. One exec put his daughters to work cutting out bands and odd distribution schemes to get into the marketplace under the wire. The new rules from the FDA mean every new variety of handmade cigar requires government approval before it can be sold. Now, in the article, it goes on to talk about how and it, it, there's a nice uh, picture of Rocky Patel right in this in this article talking about uh, how his life has been turned into a nightmare, working 18-hour days, developing 45 new brands, adding shifts until 1 a.m. at operations in Honduras and Nicaragua to sort and box new cigars. And in fact, they could not, they, they were able to get the bands printed, but they couldn't get them cut because... Action Printing, one of the big cigar label companies, cigar printing label companies in Orlando, was just overwhelmed with every manufacturer wanting to get their labels printed and on these cigars because all you had to do was get a certain number of cigars into commerce. You didn't have to have 100, 100 different retailers. You could have it in three or four retailers as long as you could show that they were in distribution. So they, they talk about uh, the Rocky Patel's vice president of sales, Dave Bullock, longtime friend. He recruited his two college-aged daughters to cut the paper bands. So his daughters, Courtney Bullock, who go to Florida, she goes to Florida State, her sister, Caitlin, who just graduated, spent the last week of July meticulously cutting the tiny bands. They clipped 1,500 cigar bands with kitchen scissors and a pair of blue plastic scissors from Target while they watched all seven seasons of Parks and Recreation. And this is just one story. This is another great story. Jason Schenk, who is the president of Action Label in Orlando, to fill one order, drove his car, put 15 boxes of labels in his car from Sanford, Florida, just outside of Orlando, to Palm Shores, Florida, where his son had a basketball game. In the parking lot outside a Catholic school gym, uh, Jason met an employee of Drew Estate Cigars, which is based down in Miami, and unloaded the labels. He was quoted in the article saying, people thought we were doing a drug deal. Can you imagine that? You go into a kid's baseball game, you see a couple of guys quietly opening up the trunk, ch- ch- you know, changing boxes. It does probably look like a drug deal. It does look suspicious. But this is what had to happen in order for all these manufacturers to hit the, the target date of August 9th to have their brands in in uh, commerce, in retail. Now, it says last month the cigar industry sued the FDA, arguing the new rules impose taxes on cigars and ignore Congress's intent to allow the continued of sale, uh, sale of cigars to adults. 
The FDA declined to comment on the litigation. An FDI spokesman on Thursday said the department concluded that there was no reason to exclude premium cigars from its regulation because they have serious negative health risks. No, they decided to exclude it from the regulation because the FUDA are a bunch of bureaucratic pricks and pains in the ass. That's why, who think they know what's right for you. And they are the ultimate determinant that they are far smarter than you and I. I don't think so. These bureaucrats were so damn smart, they wouldn't be bureaucrats in the first place. Next article, August 18th. Forbes.com and Forbes Magazine. This is written by Steve Forbes. Here's the headline. The latest in the never-ending assaults on our freedoms. One of these is lethal. And this is very interesting, and I wanted to share this with you, especially the first paragraph. Tyranny is about control. Even in democracies, the natural tendency of government, unless stopped, is to expand its powers and extend its tentacles into every facet of its citizens' lives, always in the name of helping them. Have we not heard this before? What do they always say? What do we hear from the taxocrats? We're here to help you. It's for the children. We want to, you can't, you're not smart enough to make up your own mind. We're going to help you make up your own mind. Tyranny is about control. Do not ever forget that. Goes on. Control means curtailing people's opportunities to make choices and restricting the scope of their freedom of action. Left to their own devices, bureaucracies would bar you from doing anything without first receiving a permission slip from them. Our founders understood that it's the steady accumulation of petty, tyrannical restrictions that leads to the ultimate loss of freedom. An example of tyranny by small steps is the FDA's recent decree concerning small manufacturers of premium cigars. Well, it's not just small manufacturers. It's large manufacturers. It's every manufacturer's, uh, every manufacturer. And he goes on to talk about premium cigars and how the FDA regs would put many of the boutique cigar companies out of business because cigar companies would be required to go through a complicated approval process involving 5,000 hours of testing and could take years to complete. And that makers of cigars must prove each new cigar is substantially equivalent, whatever that means, he says in paragraphs, the blends to the blends sold before. And that's part of the problem. You have to now, a manufacturer has to show that the cigar blend is substantially equivalent to what was on the market in February of 2007. There is no rhyme, there is no reason. But this is very important. Tyranny is about control. Control people's lives, which is what the bureaucracies do. They want you to get a permission slip. This is what the FDA wants. Cigar manufacturer wants to sell a cigar, come out with a cigar. No, the bureaucrats have to give them permission. The bureaucrats have to scrutinize everything. And this is what happens. We now, I got to tell you something. This country used to be the land of freedom. It's not. I'll tell you, there are probably 10 other countries now that probably have more freedoms than the United States and less bureaucratic nonsense. I mean, look at the corporate tax rate. Look at our taxes. And yet, every time we look around, the government takes in more and more revenue, but they're in a bigger and bigger and deeper hole. Enough is enough. When you look at an FDA, an agency that is so bloated, that can't even assure the safety of dog treats coming from China, and can't even secure the food supply in this country, and yet they want to now worry about cigars, I've said this over and over, it makes no sense. The only reason the FDA wants to oversee cigars... One reason is because there are bureaucrats 
who want to inflict their moralistic view upon you. It is that simple. Tyranny is about control. And our founding forefathers got away from the tyranny of King George. But here we are, 240 years after our founding, and we've got more damn tyranny than ever. It is ridiculous. Very quickly, I want to get into this. Um, Florida Public School, Tallahassee School District, has sent home a permission slip notifying parents they can request for their child to not participate in the daily Pledge of Allegiance. What the hell country are we living in? The Pledge of Allegiance. I got news for you. If you don't want to recite the Pledge of Allegiance, get the hell out of this country. You want to recite the Pledge of Allegiance to Mexico? Go there. To Saudi Arabia? Go there. Go anywhere else. But if you are in this country and you're a citizen of this country, you pledge your allegiance to the flag to this country. What a load of nonsense. And there's a viral story going around and a viral picture. How uh, This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. In the United States of America, sending a permission slip so that their child can, can uh, uh, participate in reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. What are we worried about? Offending Mexicans? About offending illegal aliens? Screw them. Screw anyone that doesn't pledge allegiance to this country or the flag. You don't like it, get the F out and get out now. Period. End of discussion. Lieutenant's hour number two, Lee Corso of ESPN College Football Preview is next. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown. As you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida. U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave and we welcome you back to our number two of the Cigar Dave Show, America's Alpha Male Correction, the global alpha male front and center, as we enjoy all the rewards of the alpha good life, and that is cigars, spirits, diversions, libations, delicacies, and of course, sports. And this hour we will spend with our longtime friend and college football analyst extraordinaire, Lee Corso will join us in just a minute. But lieutenants, as always, I want to remind you, follow me at Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. We're also on Instagram, on YouTube. Just go to CigarDave.com. You can follow us 24-7, 365. I realize that can be scary, especially during football and now election season. But trust me, it is well worth your while. It is hard to believe 
that the college football season has kicked off. There was a game last night over, or I should say, not over down in Australia from where we are, but the real football season, college football season, starts next week, and I cannot believe it. It is one of my favorite times of the year. we got college football, NFL football. The weather starts to change, at least where we are in the warm, humid, sunshine state of Florida. starts to moderate a little bit. The leaves turn in the northeast, and it is the perfect time of year. And we could not start this time of year and talk about college football without the exceptional college football analyst, longtime analyst on ESPN's College Football Game Day, the great Lee Corso. Lee, fantastic to have you on once again. Well, I know it's getting to be there football season because I've run out of cigars. I need some more cigars, Dave, for football season to really get started. Lee, do I always take care of you every year around this time? <laughs> yeah, I know you do. I just remind, <laughs> just so I mention it, just so I mention it, because I need those cigars for my weekly cigar and uh, picking the games. Absolutely. We will definitely get you those cigars. We got you some nice Rocky Patel Vintage Connecticut 99s, nice, smooth, creamy cigar. I know you like them on the mild side. I really like those a lot. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And, and I should say, Lee, before we get into talking about this year's season, how we first met, I don't know if you remember this, but it's got to be now, geez, I want to say the opening of Club ESPN down at Disney in Orlando. I've been doing the show 21 years. I think it was about 18, 19 oh. years ago. They were opening the Club ESPN and I got invited through a good friend of mine, T.J. Lambert, who was in charge of ESPN Radio back then. Yeah. And they had a uh-huh. huge party, all the stars, and you were one of them. I met you. I met Brett <laughs> Musburger. And, uh, you know, we chit-chatted for a few minutes, and I'm walking back to the parking lot, leaving the, uh, the, the, the grand opening, and I look up, and I see this guy, like, on the second or third floor on a balcony in boxer shorts <laughs> smoking <laughs> a cigar. It was you. What was, it, what was I doing? You were smoking a cigar, and I looked and I waved at you. <laughs> That's what I know, because I remember I, I usually like to smoke a cigar on the balcony, showing his relaxing and everything. I remember that, Dave, just like it was yesterday. I'm telling you, hard to believe it's been that long. And I said, I got to have you on the show. You're like, anytime. <laughs> and, and you shouted down your number to me, and, and we've had you. I think this is, Lee, this has got to be like the 15th, 16th year that we've had oh, you on. Oh, yeah, Maybe it's got to be. It's one of the most highly rated shows you have. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most highly rated show. Come on, no question about it. No, no doubt oh, about okay. it. So, Lee, I know that before we even get talking about the college football season, you every year have a tradition where you prepare and you just basically bury yourself, immerse yourself in everything to do with college football. Tell us about that, because that's a tradition that you have every year. Yeah, but I had to break it this year. I I have to tell you the truth. Uh, This year I had a little procedure with a hernia, and I had a problem with my uh, hernia, and I had to have an operation, and uh, I couldn't go over to Pine Island, where where it was right near uh, Tampa, in fact, right on the bay bay in Pine Island. That's right. And, uh, and put myself away and do, do nothing but football. But this year I couldn't make it because of the operation. And uh, but I'm still well prepared. I'm not maybe not quite as usual, but I'm well prepared. But I'm, I'm recovering from that uh, hernia procedure right now, and it's uh, it's going okay. Aside from that, how you feeling, Lee? <laughs> besides that, besides the swelling and the, the stitches, <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> Yeah, those That's aren't fun. Good. I had one of those actually when I was for everybody. 
That's right. I, I had that when I was like seven years old, and I know it is not uh, not fun. Oh. But I'm glad to hear you're you're doing well. And uh, Lee, a lot of foot, lot of changes uh, yeah. in college football. First, let's talk about some of the big coaching changes. Uh, if we take a look, I mean, some of the big names: Georgia, Mark Richt, who was there for many many years, goes to Florida. Yeah, but which in Georgia, I think it made a mistake. I'm saying this before. Mark Rick is a tremendous football coach and the kind of football coach you want your son to play for. And he was at Georgia a long time, maybe too long, and they got rid of him. I I don't – I know Kirby Smart's a heck of a guy and a good, good football coach, but I don't know if he's going to do much better than Mark Rick did. And I respect Mark Rick because he did it, did it the right way. And uh, I think I think that might have been a mistake on George's part. But we'll, time will tell. We'll see that. It always does. And, of course, Kirby Smart from Alabama goes to Georgia. Mark Rick goes to University of Miami. So he got Miami, some changes yeah. there. Yep. South Carolina. Steve Spurrier uh, retires. They get a new coach uh, going in there who used to be at uh, the University of Florida. I'm not so sure how he's going to do. Uh, will Muschamp. I, I, yeah. Verdict is out on him. I'm not sure, Lee. What do you think? I, mean, I think he's a he's a half, he's a good football coach, but he'll never be. I promise you one thing: you mark it down. He will never have three seasons in a row with 11 wins or 10, 11 wins that Spurrier had. I think Spurrier did his best coaching job ever at any time at South Carolina. He was a tremendous yeah, coach, Car- and that's a tough place to win, South Carolina. But Spurrier won there the last three years. But I, I was really disappointed. I know most people that Steve left the way he did leave. But he had to leave and well, make it whatever reasons. But I tell you what, I think that was one of the most disappointing things I've had in football coaching late, uh, last year was the fact that Spurrier left under the conditions he did. But I think Will chance a good coach, but I don't think he'll ever – match Spurs record South Carolina. No, and, and South Carolina is not one of those perennial powerhouses. Yeah. And look, the fact is that South Carolina, you win 10 games or nine games, whatever it is. You know, it's not as, I think, a demanding of a fan base as a University of Florida or an Alabama where they're a little realistic. I mean, you know, Steve Spurrier, for all practical purposes, got ran out of town for winning, you know, umpteen championships and winning umpteen games and just kind of had enough. So that's going to be an interesting play to see how Muschamp does. He was not a great coach at Florida. And let me tell you, Florida kind of recruits itself. It really does. So we'll see on that. Now, this is a big one, Lee. We may as well, you know, we may as well just end the conversation right here because as far as I'm concerned, the number one team, the team that's going to win the national championship, brand new coach, my alma mater, the Syracuse University Orangemen, Scott Schaefer is out. Dino Babers is in. I think that was a great hire. Hello? Hello? Are you you talking to me? Are you? Is this a serious program or what? Hello? Lee, no one. Come on, let's face it. Those orange, baby. Come on. The mecca of college football, Central New York. They might be a pretty good football team, but national champs and Dino and all that stuff, forget it. No, I agree. is a a long lost football program. It's nowhere near what it used to be. No, no, no. But But I tell you what, Dick McPherson a lot. Oh, Coach Mack was the greatest. Coach Mack was the greatest. But but you, what did you say, national champion or something? 
I was just, you know, I had to, I had to get, pull your leg a little bit, Lee. I had to, well, I had to be yeah, overly I'm optimistic. Hello. I know that. Hello. No, I, Hello. I know. But, but I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, Coach Mack did a great job. People forget that back in the 80s, he had that program oh. in a top five position. And yeah, I, I, look, they were very, I, think, I coached against him a couple of times at Syracuse, and they were a terrific team under Coach Mack. They really were, and people love Coach Mack. He's still still around Syracuse, hanging around there. And, look, I, I think that Dino Babers, seriously aside, I think he's a very good football coach. I think he's going to – look, they're in the ACC. They've got some they, – they've, they've spent some money on their facilities. Uh, they've got a long yeah. way to go. There's no question about it. Actually, Lee, they hired an athletic director that uh, you may know that, that came from ESPN yeah, and Syracuse John alum. Matt, John Wallach. John Wallach is a very close friend of mine, and he'll turn that program around as the athletic director. He was one of my first guys I worked for at ESPN. I have great respect for John Wallach, the new athletic director at uh, Syracuse. Heard a lot of great things about him. All right, let's take a look at – trying to think if there's any – well, let's look at University of Illinois – uh, Lovey Smith goes there. I don't think they're going to be. I think they're going to be in a world of hurt. Uh, Maryland changes coaches. Uh, am I missing anything else? Uh, let's see. UCF. Uh, oh, USC. Steve Sarkeesian was fired last yeah. year. Clay Helton promoted a head coach. Frank Beamer at Virginia Tech retires after what? Like thirty years. Or more. One of the most respected coaches that's ever been in college football. You know, college football is funny. You're only you're only known for what you do last. So right. if you have a problem like poor Joe Paterno, he'll never live down the fact that he had that problem. All the games he won weren't done to count. Think about him what he done last. And and Frank Beamer went out the right way. He's a great football coach and a good man. And I'm glad to see him retire on top. No question about it. All right, we will. Uh, we come back with Lee Corso of ESPN College Football Game Day. We'll take a look at the top 25 rankings. We'll look at some of the teams to look out for. There's some great games on the first week schedule and some great games throughout the year. One of the ex- most exciting, uh, probably the most exciting parts of the year. If you love football, whether it's college or NFL, we are about to get into football mecca. And I should also say, September coming up is Bourbon Heritage Month. We'll celebrate some great bourbons and American whiskeys. October is Cigar Oktoberfest. We have a multitude of great things happening, and I cannot wait. Always my favorite time of year. We'll continue our conversation with Lee Corso of ESPN on our college football preview right around the corner. You you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. In this difficult and challenging time, when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars, and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is gonna be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. 
full of flavor. This cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. One of my favorite college fight songs, University of Southern California, the Trojans. I can just hear Keith Jackson saying, Ordinarily, it's the USC Trojans and the, the Pac-10 showdown against the Stanford Cardinal. And Lee Corso from ESPN joins us. Lee, any plans to be at a USC Trojan game this year before college football game day? Fight on, fight on, fight on. You know, That's hey, one right. thing about the Trojans, you know, I put a headgear on the after the end of every show, and I have put on 18 times the USC. I've been involved 18 times in USC games. 15 times they picked them to win. They've won every time. The three times they picked them to lose, they lost. I'm 18 for 18 with USC. How about that? Uh, I'm going to be 
paying very close attention because I want to make sure I <laughs> place my wagers in Vegas put, at the sports book on those days. <laughs> you put that down. That's one. That's the only one I got, but it's a good one. <laughs> no doubt about it. Now, Lee, let's let me ask you about your your normal week. Uh, you have a regular day job during the week. Actually, most people know you are an executive with Dixon Ticonderoga uh, pencils, and I have my number two pencil with eraser on hand. Never leave home without it, as do you. Uh, so, so do I, I, so do I, my friend. And uh, yes, I've been working with Dick Dixon almost twenty years, and I uh, do little public relations with him, and I enjoy the company very much. It's when the it's the fifth oldest consumer product company in America, ever. I never knew that. Dixon, Ty- I never knew. Yeah, that. Dixon Tycoon. It was started near the Revolutionary War, and it's a terrific company. I did not know that. Of course, uh, every yep. kid, I think, in school has used the number two pencil with an eraser. Can't use ink, have to use the pencil. Now, give us an idea, well, Lee, when, during the col- – go ahead. When, when, I wanted to say one thing. Remember, you know about these paid celebrities or something? We uh, Dixon Ticonderoga was the first company to use a paid uh, a guy for advertising. You know who it was? Norman Rockwell. Wow. That's Norman really going back. Norman Rockwell wrote, took pictures and did our – things with uh, the Dixon number two pencil. We got we yeah. got the photos of it here and we got the original paintings. It's really a something. That's amazing. That's that's really going back. Now, Lee, give us an, an idea during college football season uh, about what your week is like before you'd go up to Connecticut for the college football game day uh, studio show. But that's changed the last number of years. You're always out on the road. So give us an idea. Walk us through your yeah. Walk us through your week during college football season. Well, Monday, Monday through the Wednesday, I'm at the office at Dixon and the ESPN. I'm doing the preparations. I get a lot of stuff to read and get uh, programmed. And then Thursday through Sunday, I'm on the road. I go to the I go to the side of the game. In fact, the first game is LSU and Wisconsin at Green Bay, well, Lambeau Field. And Lambeau Field is going to be the site of college games, college game day for the first time ever. So I'm looking forward to going to that. And then, then I go Thursday through Sunday. I'm on the road. And then I start over Monday to, to Wednesday here. And so give us an idea. You, you leave Thursday. You get to, let's say, for example, you'll be at Lambeau Field in yeah, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Green Bay. You arrive. What's the procedure? You then go to the, well, uh, well, the hotel. Yeah, I got, a, I got a driver who picks me up at the airport. And we, like in, in Green Bay, we're gonna, I fly to Milwaukee. And then I have right. to drive from Milwaukee up to Green Bay. And then uh, the driver pick, leaves me up in the hotel. I, I check in a hotel under assumed name, obviously, because the college football fans are crazy. If they know where you're living, you'll never get to sleep <laughs> if, if they know where you're at. So I say an assumed name, and the uh, driver goes out and gets me something to eat. And I sit down and relax and do my homework on Thursday. And Friday we have meetings. And then Friday night I smoke the cigar after my dinner relax a little bit, and then the show's on Saturday. And what time do you report for the show in the morning usually? Usually 5.30, 6 o'clock, because it's a, it's a 7 o'clock show, and by the time you get the, the pre, last meeting and the makeup and all that stuff, and the, uh, it's about, about 5.30, 6 o'clock. And then right. we and go it- to 12, and then it's over. Then I, then I watch the game, which is a terrific thing. Get to watch the game, and then you leave, what, Saturday night or Sunday morning back to Orlando? Yeah, yeah. It depends. If it's on the West Coast games, I don't stay for them because the West Coast games are at about 12 o'clock at night, midnight, and I have to fly right. back also, 
all Sunday. But uh, so I fly back usually on on Saturday night before on the uh, on West Coast games. Gotcha. So now we know the weekly schedule. A lot of preparation, Lee. You're on the air maybe, what, three, four hours, but a ton of preparation that goes in before, during the week. All right, when we come back with Lee Corso and our College Football 2016 preview, we'll look at the top 25. Not too many changes at the top from last year. So we'll go through that. We'll go through some conferences, some games to look at. And an issue about player transfers that I want to bring up that I think is important that should be brought up. I have been uh, against the College Football Association and NCAA for a number of different things. And one of the topics I want to bring up is concerning that. We will continue with Lee Corso of ESPN right around the corner. Stand by. August selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Rocky Patel Hamlet Tabacero. Hamlet Paredes blended this cigar with a San Andreas wrapper, filler from Nicaragua, and Brazilian and Mexican binders. This cigar is the closest a smoker can get to a fusion of Cuban craftsmanship and Nicaraguan ingenuity. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Cigar Dave's Five Star Lounge is open for your pleasure. Home of big name entertainment, top shelf booze, and beautiful dames. And we're getting to the good part of the Michigan fight song, Michigan the Victors. Hail to the Victors, a very well-known theme in college football. And again, the greatest college football play-by-play announcer, Keith Jackson. I can hear him with Bob Greasy. 
Whenever a field goal would be made and it had plenty of distance, he'd say that one would have made it all the way through the uprights in Ypsilanti. The great Keith Jackson and also another legend in the world of college football broadcasting is Lee Corso of ESPN's College Football Game Day. Lee, I know you're going to be visiting the big house sometime this year, especially with Coach I hope so. I I I really got Michigan highly rated. I think uh, they're going to be a great football team this year. All right, let's take a look at some of the rankings. We'll go with the AP Top 25 here. No change from last season. It is, uh, let's see, Alabama number one, Clemson number two. Yeah, Alabama the, the Alabama plays a tough schedule. I think that's the one thing about them. They play at Mississippi, at Arkansas, at Tennessee, and at LSU. That's a tough schedule, you know. And I'll tell you one thing also, they're an interesting stat. You know, the last two, the last two times they've been AP number one, they finished seventh and tenth in the nation. So they don't do as well when they're picked number one in the nation, AP. You know, when you look at the schedule in the SEC, there's no question about it. That's a very difficult league uh, to play in. And, and even though Alabama always is fully mm-hmm. stocked every year, and Lou Saban is, uh, Lou Saban, Nick Saban, I was thinking my Buffalo Bills days, Lou Saban, Nick Saban, <laughs> certainly one yeah. of the, uh, one of the, the, uh, probably one of the top five college football coaches of all time. Uh, no matter what, you still got to go through some tough places to play. And no matter whether you got a great coach or great players, sometimes you can get stumbled up. And even though last year they lost one game and they still were able to make it, I think if you lose a game early in the season, you got a chance. But uh, as you say, they got a very difficult uh, schedule and difficult road schedule too. In fact, Alabama is one of the few schools in the nation that could possibly lose two games and still get a national championship. Their reputation is great, boy, and they people understand and they play the toughest. The third toughest schedule in America is Alabama. And Clemson, who played uh, in the national championship game last year, number two again this year in the preseason poll. Well, they got Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback. He's probably the best quarterback that's been around in college football in years. They, they, they return. I'm telling you, I question Clemson's defense. They gave up 21 points a game last year, including 45 versus Alabama, and they only have four returning starters. So I think Clemson is a highly ranked team, no matter because of offense. But I think the defense will let them down. They won't make it to the championship this year. All right, if we look at the rest of three, four, and five, Oklahoma at three, your alma mater, Florida State at four, <laughs> LSU at number five. So we've got uh, three. That's a correction. We've got two out of the top five teams are from the SEC. Another two are from the ACC. Well, you uh, take Oklahoma. They have a quarterback named Baker Mayfield. Uh, they've averaged about 43 points a game. They've got seven starters back on the team, including the two best running backs in America on one team. But they got they got a good football team. But they again they have a question on their defense. I think I think you'll see more blitzing from the Oklahoma defense, and I think they'll be good. I'm not so sure they're going to make the title this year. All right, and then we look through six to ten. That seems to be the home of the Big Ten. Uh, Ohio State at six, Michigan at number seven, Stanford at eight, Tennessee at nine, Notre Dame at number ten. Well, you take Ohio State first. They got they got the key game is in Michigan is at at home in Columbus, and they they return 
a quarterback named J.T. Barrett, who's a terrific player, and they got a great defense and good players. There's no question. Michigan is a team they got to watch out for. They've got all the about 15 of the guys coming back, and they play a schedule. Listen to this: six of the first seven are at home, and the seventh game away from home is Rutgers. So they got a chance to be Owen Owen go undefeated until the eighth game against Michigan State. So I like Michigan a lot better than most people do. I think they got a shot at winning the title. How on earth did Michigan, how could they get seven home games in a row? <laughs> well, they got six six home games in a row. They play six or seven at home, and the seventh game is at Rutgers. Holy oh, mackerel. At, I wish I had that. Oh, at Rutgers. Yeah, Indiana. I'm telling you. All right. We, I might Holy still be in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've got Stanford at number eight. You know, I love Stanford. I, it's, first of all, it's a great area, oh, yeah. but but uh, just a very picturesque part of the country. But high academic standards, and they still are usually a top twenty team, or or, or always in the hunt for the Pac ten. Well, they, they got a kid Excuse named me. Christian McAvery. McFree. He's the greatest. I think he's the best all-around football player that's been in college football for years. McAfee, let me tell you something. He set a record. He broke Barry Sanders' record that stood for 27 years. The most total yards of any kind, all-purpose yards. He can run, catch, returns kicks, and throws the ball. I tell you, he's a great football player. And I think... He's a kind of a player that can carry Stanford, but they play a murderous schedule on the Pac-12. The Pac-12 will be the kind of the team to, to cannibalize itself. They'll lead to each other. They'll be one big game. They'll keep winning one game, losing one. It's a tough league, boy, the Pac-12. Yeah, you got a lot of parity there. I mean, uh, I'm looking. You got UCLA in at number 16. You've got uh, Stanford in at number eight. USC is at 20. You've got Oregon at 24. So you forgot Washington. Uh, is Washington? Oh yeah, you're right. Washington is number 14. Good catch, Lee. Good <laughs> hello, hello. They got they got Stanford <laughs> at home, and they don't and and USC at home, and they play no USC UCLA. Washington could be the surprise team out there. You got to watch them. Yep, no question about it. And I'm just looking here at number 19, another of your former stomping grounds, Louisville, in at number 19. And Florida State is a favorite to win the ACC. But the toughest game they're going to have is at Louisville at night, about the third or fourth week in the, in the season. Louisville has got a great defense, and they got a quarterback named Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Now, remember that name. Lamar Jackson is as good a quarterback besides Watson in the country. And he's only a sophomore. He's gonna, they're going to be terrific. Louisville is. I'm, I'm writing the name as, you, as we speak, Lee. Lamar, I'm writing the name Lamar down. Jackson, so I, he's got from it. Florida. He's a, he was a freshman quarterback last year. And I'll tell you one thing. He was great. And this year he will be even better. In fact, I tell you what, I think he'll be better, he'd be better than Teddy Bridgewater. Now, Bridgewater, you know, quarterback from Louisville, is now with Minnesota. You watch this game, Lamar Jackson, play. All right, now, I'm looking at a couple of teams here towards the bottom of the top 25 here. This is an interesting one. Baylor, well, first of all, let's go to North Carolina. North Carolina, uh, you know, had a very good season last year, 11-3, and and uh, number 22 ranked going into the season. I think they're going to be pretty decent this year. 
Yeah, they'd be very good. And then we, one thing about Carolina, I think they lost the first game or second game and won 10 in a row and then lost the championship game. Carolina is a good football team, and there's no question they will be better, especially defensively. Now, Baylor had some major, major offseason issues, uh, a lot of controversy, oh, yeah. some players that were accused of, uh, of, uh, of I think, um, uh, sexual, not just sexual harassment, but I think there was uh, uh, allegations of rape, some other things, and the school yep. basically kind of kept it, and Art Bryles, the coach, kind of turned his head. Yeah. And I, For the life of me, I don't know why these coaches do that, Lee, because all they do is endanger their own futures. And here is a guy that really built a great program mm-hmm. at Baylor, and now he's uh, he's gone and done. They've got an interim coach. Surprising they're still in at number 23 when they lose the, the head of the whole operation. Yeah, but I don't think that's as important as the law. They have got the, both coordinators. His son back as the offensive coordinator and Phil Bennett back as the defensive coordinator. Those, those are the key guys who run the program. And These coaches, some of them will prostitute their integrity to try to win a few games. It isn't worth it, my friend. I said no, at the beginning, you can never prostitute your integrity to win or lose a game. You're exactly right. And then bring up the top 25, Florida. And, uh, you know, they, they, they've had some issues the last number of years. But uh, McIlwain last year as a new coach had a pretty decent season. We'll see what they do this year. Decent. He had a magnificent season. Plus the fact he had, had no quarterback. When his quarterback got hurt last year, they were undefeated. He didn't win that many games after that. Florida has got good athletes. And on defense, they are as good as anybody. I expect them to continue to be a top team. All right. When we come back for our final and concluding segment of our college football 2016 preview with Lee Corso, we're going to get into the national championship selection uh, selections. See who uh, some predictions. Lee's always good on that, so we'll take a look at that. We'll see how last year's uh, new championship series worked out, and I want to talk about some other issues going on in college football that I think are worthy of discussion. We will wrap it up with Lee Corso. College football is right around the corner. Stand by. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay, or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. Hey, I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no, it's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up The Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo-jumbo. And The Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog dressed as pinup models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. 
Purchase the Banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of the Banker by H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. On a daily basis, our personal rights, freedoms, and privileges are being taken away by the government, by the people who don't want us to enjoy the fine things in life. Cigars. Guess what? Socialism stinks. Cigars don't. So in order to celebrate life, we decided to release the freedom. This great cigar from Nicaragua has tones of coffee, spice, pepper, with a great underlying sweetness. It's got a beautiful Ecuadorian wrapper, fillers from different parts of Nicaragua, and guess what? It's priced very fairly. So go out and celebrate the fine things in life and enjoy your freedom by lighting up a Rocky Patel freedom. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. That is the theme song for my Syracuse University Orangemen as a graduate of Syracuse. Down, down the field, and I hope they go down, down the field many times. Score early, score often under coach, uh, new head coach Dino Babers' guidance. We continue with Lee Corso, final concluding segment. It is college football 2016 preview. Lee, uh, how did the national championship playoff uh, under its first year? How do you think that worked out? I think it was exceptional. Oh, I thought it was great. In fact, in fact, the game Alabama Clemson was as good a football game as it was all year. Clemson Alabama was a battle race to the end, and I think the right team won. But boy, was that a close game! And I think the whole series of bowl games was terrific. All right, now one thing I do want to talk about very, very quickly. I have an issue with what goes on in college football, the NCAA. College football coaches can leave at will. They get another job. They're out. Many times they don't even say so long to their players. They're out and, uh, and leave for greener pastures and bigger paychecks. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem is when those players who are recruited to that school all of a sudden have a new coach come in who may have a different system, who may not play them, and all of a sudden those players are stuck there. They're not allowed to leave and go. Uh, I don't know if the NCAA got the memo, but uh, indentured servitude and uh, slavery were outlawed, and, and President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, but you'd never know that in the 21st century with the NCAA rules. Well, wait, I think you got it wrong. First of all, they can leave. They can leave. The rule is you leave, you set one year out, and then you play someplace else. Now, the, what the rule you're talking about is the Correct. fact that a guy wants to leave and play in the same conference. Now, for instance, a guy leaves Alabama, he wants to play at Georgia. Now, I can see that. 
I can see this from a coach's standpoint. You don't want to recruit these great players and have them go play against you. I think the NCAA should put a rule in. You can leave and transfer and set out a year, and then every place except your conference. If everybody Lee, in America did that, there wouldn't be any problems. Lee, not so fast, my friend. Okay, Not give me, give so fast, reason. my friend. Now, wait a minute. Hold on one second. Kirby Smart was the, I think, defensive coordinator at Alabama, correct? Yes. Okay. He takes the job at the University of Georgia. Same conference. Said, why is it okay? I said players, not coaches, didn't I? I understand that. But why is it okay for the pl- for the coach to go to the same conference but not the player? Because it's a free system. The player's the reason why they can't go there. You should put a rule in before. When you sign this contract with me at Alabama, you can go anywhere you want to go under NCAA rules and transfer and play at Duke or any place, Miami, but you can't play in the SEC if you leave our school. I think personally well, but- that's – it should be different rules for the players and the coaches. That's right. I don't care. I well, don't care. I, I think – I was just going to say, Lee, I, I think these coaches that leave at will and leave a lot of these players – and let's face it, if I'm not mistaken, Lee, aren't the college scholarships year-to-year, or are they given a yeah, four-year they, guarantee? Yeah, they're year-to-year, but they, they, they're they for four years. They, uh, you, you give a kid a year-to-year scholarship, but they don't get rid of them. I'm telling you, that is one the good thing about the college football. They don't get rid of players if they can't play. Uh, well, I just feel that that if it's okay for the coaches, then you should have the same same standard for the coaches. But I just feel that if you take a look today, why should a kid? And in fact, even if a kid wants to transfer to another conference, they still have to sit out a year. Which again. I don't understand. I think there has to be circumstances that if a certain coach leaves or there's some sort of issue, that there ought to be a panel, an arbitration panel, where a kid can go in front of and have the opportunity to make their case. And I just think that uh, you see the amount of money that that is in college athletics now, in college football, it's huge. So it's okay for a football coach to leave from a $2 million job to a $5 million job, but it's not okay if all of a sudden a kid is under the uh, uh, direction of a new coach who may have a completely different system, who doesn't want to play this kid, and a kid wants to leave and go somewhere else. I just think that is hypocritical. And again, I think that's a part of a much bigger discussion about the the money that's in college football and college athletics. You can say student-athlete all you want, but we know for fact, Lee, that it's not just about athletics. It's about big money. Yeah, absolutely. And I hate to disagree there, but we'll leave it like this. We agree to disagree. No problem, Lee. We always have spirited conversations, and that's what it's all about. Now, yes, now, do. before we get to – that's right. It's okay. That's fine. As Marv right. Levy said, we can uh, disagree without being disagreeable. So no problem yeah, at all. It's, no it's a good debate. All right. Now, before we get to the predictions, Lee, let's take a look at some games. There's some great games coming up next weekend, September 3rd, USC Alabama at AT&T Stadium in Texas. I think you'll see Alabama win that game, but I believe it'll be much closer in defensive game than anticipated. I think Alabama is a good team, and, and Southern Cal's got their good athletes, but I think Alabama will win, but it'll be awful, awful close. Close defensive game. The game that you're going to be at, LSU, Wisconsin, Lambeau Field, Green Bay. I can hear Vince Lombardi, the, the echoes of Vince <laughs> Lombardi in that stadium. That's going to be a hell of a game also. 
It'd be a great football game. I can't pick it now because that's the one game I'll put the head on at the end of the show, and I can't give that away right now. <laughs> okay. Clemson-Auburn, also in week one. Well, this is the game that I think maybe. Now, the Clemson's number one, and then most of number one, number two, and now Auburn's nothing. I think Auburn's got a tremendous chance to upset Clemson at all at Clemson at uh, at Auburn because Auburn has heard all year Clemson, 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 and they're going to be sick and tired of that. And the SEC is going to try to rise up and upset the number one team in the nation. I think uh, Auburn's got a great chance of upsetting Clemson. Yep, I think you're right. Uh, let's see. Uh, then also in the opening weekend. Oh, this is another good one. Yeah, Ole Miss, Florida State, USC, Stanford, and uh, that I think those are going to be great as well. Well, let's uh, just take Florida State, and Mississippi. I think Florida State will possibly win that ball game. But all I want to say is this: I have seen Mississippi twice in person, once each the last two years, and both times they beat Alabama. Yes, that Alabama. Ole Miss has beat them. They're, I think Florida State will win this ball game. It'd be very, very close. Alabama, I mean, uh, Florida State over Ole Miss, close. Late October, Michigan at Michigan State. Oh, man. I still think Michigan's got a great chance of beating Michigan State. Now, nobody's going to pick Michigan. I'm, I'm going to pick them because I think they're going to win enough games to be very confident and go into the Michigan State game and win it. All right, in uh, November, first week of November, two good games. Alabama at LSU, Oregon at USC. Well, if I, I got to go with LSU. I think they got them in Baton Rouge this year, and it's time. And in Oregon, USC, I go to Oregon because Oregon's going to be really good at that time, and that's at Oregon. All right, last weekend, of the, last weekend of the regular season, you got Auburn at Alabama, Florida at Florida State, Michigan at Ohio State, rivals weekend, three exceptional games. I go to I go to Alabama, Florida State, and Michigan. That's my. I was going to. You know what? Now, I agree on all three way, picks. Way to advance, right? <laughs> you don't hold me to them. It's still early. It's happen. still early. All right, now, Lee, I need your prediction. Who will be in the national championship game? Who will win it all? Well, I think we, LSU from one team will be in there against Michigan. LSU of the SEC, Michigan of the Big Ten. It'll be a defensive game, and I think LSU wins the game on speed. The defensive speed of the SEC wins the national championship for LSU Tigers. You heard it here. LSU wins the championship. Lee Corso, thanks for joining us once again. You are the best. The Rocky Patel Vintage 99 Connecticut's coming your way. Don't forget the cigars. <laughs> oh, Lee, we always get you the cigars. No worries, lieutenants. Can't wait. College football around the corner. Cigar day, the general saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delicte show. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again.